You're listening to Graphic Novel Explorers Club Podcast, an audio book club. Greetings, Explorers. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny, joined by... Aubrey. And no Dennis today. <laughs> and uh, normally we are discussing a comic book. Uh, at this point, we, we would mention the writer and the artist by name. Uh, we would also warn you that there are spoilers ahead, so beware. But uh, we're not doing that today. This is sort of a... A test demo might be our first episode. We'll see. Uh, before I get to that, though, become an official explorer uh, by joining our Patreon group. Explorers get early access to episodes, specials, polls, discussions, and other extras. Graphic Novel Explorers Club is available wherever fine podcasts are found, including YouTube. So be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Uh, but yeah, this is basically a sort of a, a little bi-weekly check-in we're going to do to see what the other... Other members of the uh, podcast are uh, geeking out on. And um, with that, we'll default to you first, Aubrey. Oh, sure. So one thing that I've been spending quite a bit of time doing is watching a Korean drama series on Netflix called King's Affection. And I have a friend who is super into Korean dramas. So I have the privilege of her giving me this like long list of Korean dramas to watch. And this was one oh, of them. Nice. And it is a super interesting historical drama that takes place in Korea. And the premise is kind of that there were these identical twins, a girl and a boy. And the girl was supposed to be killed because, you know, girls suck. But oh, surprise, <laughs> she wasn't killed. Um, and she ends up turning up later and through a series of events, she ends up being the king. Like she ends up taking the place of her brother. Um, it was supposed oh. to be the brother. So this is this woman masquerading as a king, pretending to be a man. And so that's the whole, uh, that's kind of the premise of the series. And then there's like romance and other stuff going on. And it's super entertaining. And one of my first forays into Korean dramas. Yeah. I don't have much experience with Korean dramas. I've, uh, you know, I've seen the train to Busan. Is that what it's called? Uh, the zombie Korean zombie movie. Um, uh, host. I've seen host a couple other parasite. Yeah. Parasite. That's it. Thanks. Um, but other than that, I really don't know much about Korean TV or movie. There's quite a bit on Netflix these days. Yeah. Netflix seems to have really branched out into non English, uh, all sorts of comedies and dramas. Like there's tons of Spanish speaking stuff on there, uh, stuff for India. Um, yeah, Korea now. So it's pretty, pretty cool how diverse the, what they offer, uh, is on Netflix. Yeah. Well, what's even interesting about that is that that's just ours. Cause like in Canada, there's shows that you can get from other countries that you can't get here. And then like in Japan, mm -hmm. they've got, you know, whole Japanese series that are Netflix exclusives, but you can only get them in Japanese Netflix. Yeah, when we were in Ireland a couple of years ago, I logged into my Netflix account or our Netflix account, and I was like, whoa, there's <laughs> so much stuff on here uh, that is not available in America. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah, it's interesting. Cool, cool. Um, what else are you geeking out on? Um, well, as long as we're talking about Netflix, last night I watched a movie called Mixtape, which is a Netflix original film that is super cute. I think Dennis, I, we, we should tell Dennis to have his kids watch it because it'd be great for kids. It's a coming of age story about a girl who finds a mixtape that her parents had made for each other, but her parents are dead now. And she's not super familiar with mixtapes. So she's going around like trying to find um, the bands and the songs that were on it. And it's just a super cute, cheesy 
wholesome, not a whole lot of substance to it, but a lot of substance for kids, like not a lot of adult substance, but very precious and great soundtrack to it. Is the first episode her just figuring out how a tape deck works? Oh, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> As I say, is the first. Oh. Well, then is the first half of the movie just figuring out how a tape deck. I works? should have said it takes place in 1999. So she oh, does okay. like she has a Walkman. She knows what a cassette is. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would think nowadays, I'm like, I'm not sure if they would know. Maybe they even accidentally uh, erase it. You know, push the record. Yeah. <laughs> and play button at the same time and just erase the whole thing that their parents. Right. Made. That's interesting. The parents didn't write down. I mean, that's what you did when you made a mixtape. Mix you would, They'd, on the cassette sleeve, you'd write everything no, down. No, they did, but um, no. they were all really hard to find. And when she put the tape in, it did break the tape. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And one of them, spoilers, one of the songs is a song that her parents wrote. So that one, of course, she can't find anywhere. Oh, oh interesting. Oh, that's that's like... A sweet little touch yeah. in the movie. It's a very cute movie. Feel good movie. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, I've been geeking out on uh, two things. Yesterday, uh, when we were recording, this is, uh, is Friday, December 17th. Uh, Dennis and I, with his son and my girlfriend, went and saw Spider-Man No Way Home. Lucky. It was a, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, way, way more of a tearjerker than I ever expected it to be it was um uh i won't spoil it in case you haven't seen it for our listeners who haven't seen it either um it, it was yeah it was really emotional a very emotional movie uh in so many ways uh, a lot of fun really um i don't want to say fan service but it was i don't know it was really cool it ends uh where if this is like the last uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man, I'm sort of like, what a weird way to end this movie. But uh, but very, it was good. I, I wasn't a big fan, or I shouldn't say I was a big fan, but I, I really liked the first Spider-Man movie, uh, Homecoming. The second one, Far From Home, I was sort of like, eh, this was okay. Was that the one with the Jake third- Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Yeah, that one wasn't great. It was weird. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Um, this one I liked a lot. It was really Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that it's better than Far From Home because that one, it bummed me out, not even because it was so bad, because it was so mediocre, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially "Eh." as how how fun the first movie was. The second one, I was sort of like, "Eh, all right. Yeah. And it didn't, I'm like, why? It didn't even need to take place in Europe. Like, it being in Europe, it could have been anywhere. Like, could have made it in New York again, but... um. That's why they don't pay me to make movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what else? What else you got up your sleeve? Oh, your geek sleeve. So, game wise, uh, I want to recommend Donut County, which is an independent game from Annapurna, and it's a very short game. Like you could probably finish it in two to four hours. Uh, it's it's a cute, soothing game where you are a raccoon who is delivering donuts to people. But spoilers, the donuts are actually holes and you get to control the little hole like the raccoon is using a tablet. So you control the hole in the ground and swallow any items that are on the scene that you're in. 
And the more items you swallow, the bigger and the bigger the hole gets. So eventually you're like swallowing people's houses, swallowing people, which in this case are animals. So you're swallowing like these villager <laughs> animal characters. And then there's like a whole plot to it. And you find out like, why is the raccoon swallowing the town with holes? And it's just very fun and very funny. Like all of the dialogue in it and all of the like text in it is just packed with jokes. Yeah. And the raccoon is sort of... uh uh doesn't hold himself accountable. Yeah, he's just <laughs> a little jerk. But he's kind of an egomaniac too at the same time. But he, yeah, but he has a friend, uh, a, a a friend who's a girl, a human girl, and she's really cool and she's like trying to hold him accountable. Yeah. It's it's the opposite of uh the Katamari games. Yeah. Whereas the Katamari games, you would roll everything up. This one you're sucking everything in. Very Katamari vibes, but I would say better story to this one too. Than Katamari. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun game. I, I was on sale on a uh, PlayStation a couple weeks back, and I was like, "Ah, eh, three bucks, I'll buy it." You know, I love indie games. Um, I, I that's that's where my heart is. I love indie games more than any sort of big title, AAA team. You know, AAA game. Um, I love indie games, so I try to support them whenever I can. A fun one that I've been playing, um, and I've played it several times now, is Rebel Cops. If you like uh, the Zocom games, this Rebel Cops came. It's the third in a trilogy of these like cop esque games. They're like they're like police management. Is games. it Copaganda? No, the first one was um, this is the police, and the second one is this is the police too. No, I'm, and then the third I'm, one I'm is, not saying what is it called. I'm saying is it Copaganda, like propaganda for cops? <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, no, actually. The, the I played the first game and it's really problematic. There's things in there where I'm like, what? Why? Why would you say it this way? Why would you? Like real cops? And I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know if they're trying to just be like the characters are oblivious to what they're saying or if the writers are oblivious mm. to what the characters are saying. Yeah. Um, the first game, it's, it's like, it's kind of like a bureaucratic game I, I didn't enjoy it i played the third one first and then i bought the other two because i thought they were going to be like the third game third game is nowhere near like the first two it's more like zocom or zocom 2 i don't know if you ever played those games where it's like a turn turn-based game where you have um fighters that are trying to ward off an alien invasion um and and you can get shot you have like snipers machine gunners shotgun shotgun shotgunners i don't know if that's the word um whereas in rebel cops you're this town has been taken over by a, a criminal element and they're and the regular police have been bought out and owned so these rebel cops are trying to take the town back for everyone um and it's more of like a turn-based strategy game mm. which is a lot of fun i mean you can make it anything and it would have been it, it's a fun game but yeah it's not like copaganda it's such a fantasy thing it's like they just happen to be cops gotcha so but uh yeah those are two indie games if you want to check out donut donut country county pretty or county yeah. sorry <laughs> uh it's pretty sweet though i love i really like that game a lot it's really yeah cool. super cute so. well what else oh my last recommendation is a book that i'm reading i'm not very far into it but 
I'm still going to recommend it. It's called Secrets, a Memoir of Vietnam and the Pentagon Papers by Daniel Ellsberg, who's a pretty famous author at this point because he has all kinds of books revealing the inner workings of the United States, specifically during that time period. Oh. Um, he was a like a really high up official working um, in the, you know, the Department of Security and all and war and all that shit uh, and uh, did not like that it was like so corrupt and horrific eventually like the conscious got his conscience got the better of him and he ended up risking his life and his family um to release those papers to steal papers and show the american people like this is what their government is doing like it's totally non it's unconstitutional it's horrific for vietnam it's horrific for us and yeah he's he's for sure an american hero so i'm excited to get further into it that's interesting because the book I've been reading talks about how that guy betrayed America. That's really Are you serious? So No, oh. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know you have a book no, too. I've been reading, I was like, that'd be so funny. <laughs> I've been reading New Teeth by uh, Simon Rich. Uh, it's a bunch of short stories and they're fucking hilarious. The first story is about um, these two pirates who are co-parenting a little girl that they found. And they just, but they talk like, ah, me be parenting this child with my partner and um <laughs> and they'll uh they get passive aggressive with each other but it's all done in like pirate parlance mm-hmm. and uh pirate talk uh there's another story about a uh laser disc that saves a family from a homicidal dvd player <laughs> um another story about <laughs> an ape named clabo who is a genetically uh he becomes a superhero monkey basically and saves the, the world but due to a recession he can and the fact that these aliens have no longer been they haven't invaded earth in forever he gets uh relegated they basically close like his version of the justice league they just close it down because they don't have the money to pay for it anymore and he's not doing anything and they just give him a government job at city hall but he still, but he talks like Clabo don't know computers, <laughs> so he has an assistant that's supposed to set him up with stuff, and he can't. Um, he just doesn't get it, and he breaks things all the time. It's a really funny book. Uh, I highly recommend it. I want to check out Simon Rich's other books. I believe he was a writer on The Daily Show mm. or maybe Letterman. Um, he's been a comedy writer for a really long time, and he has two or three other books. And he was recently on uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Oh, nice. So, I love uh, that podcast. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. New Teeth uh, Stories by Simon Rich. Really, really funny book. I highly recommend it. I laugh out loud when I read the stories. I rarely do that when I read even like a other any book, really. I don't really laugh out loud. And this one makes me uh, – I will giggle. I'm laying next to my girlfriend at night reading. She's asleep and I'm trying not to <laughs> wake her up because I'm laughing. So. Yeah. Uh well that's it is that all all your uh, nerdiness for the for the week yeah that's all that's that's enough <laughs> same same but uh all right well thanks for listening um this is kind of an experiment I don't know if this we'll, we'll even post this episode we'll see uh but uh if we do thanks for listening we really appreciate it and uh, Aubrey where can people follow you follow me at mixtape majesty on Instagram and follow my podcast at bring your own popcorn on Instagram and bring popcorn pod on Twitter. Nice. And you can follow Graphic Novel Explorers Club on Instagram and Twitter and I believe Facebook at GN Explorers Club. 
Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back shortly with a new episode of the podcast. Yay.